0: Hi, this is Julie. This is Liz. This is Sheila. This is
1: Monica. This is Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters To Go. You are listening to the Satellite
0: Sisters. Very happy to be with you today, Saturday, December 21st. The year is slipping by. Liz Dolan is here with me. I'm Leanne Dolan in Pasadena, California. Liz is in Santa Monica. And apparently, Liz, the other sisters have just stopped showing
1: up. Yes, (laughs) (laughs) I know there are some legitimate excuses. Monica is actually working both days this weekend so she can get some time off over Christmas. So fair enough, wouldn't you say? Uh, Julie had a new granddaughter born this week. So, you know, fair enough. Um, Oh, no. Grandson. 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 I was like, that doesn't sound right. (laughs) Peter was born this week. So, um, and Sheila just decided she announced she was going to take this weekend off in solidarity with Monica. (laughs) As usual. (laughs) As usual. Yes. So, so there you have it. So it's you and me.
0: Excellent. Uh, I, I think they're working on their secret albums. I think that's what the lab rats are doing. Good <laughs> Monica says work. She's really cooking up 14 tracks to drop secretly next week.
1: Okay, can uh, we just need to confess, Leon? You and I did the show together last weekend. It was like after we finished recording the show and you edited it and posted it. I'm like, how? Could we not have talked about the number one news story in the entire country, the thing that all people doing any kind of talking to audiences were required to talk about last week, which was Beyoncé's secret album? I I had some funny jokes for the top of the show that I had written,
0: Liz, and I totally forgot to do them. so so there's still time are are they old now no they're old now you know they're old now Liz it doesn't it was done it was you know but good for her I love it I
1: know I know I really I Beyonce just gets better and better every year I don't hold anything against her no I think she's great yep I think when you even have Madonna tweeting you and telling you how great you are you have won you are the official winner And so I saw Madonna's tweet, which was, uh, Mrs. Carter crushes the BK with her badass show, Girls Run the World. So obviously we agree with that. That was hashtag SRT for freedom. Which, not sure what that means. I don't know what that <laughs> I don't know what, what does
0: that means. Someone that? says, email us directly and tell us what SRT for freedom.
1: I even Googled it, Leon, And there's like art for freedom and there's SRT for freedom out there. I But I don't know. Does SRT mean something in, in the Twitterverse? Like speak? No, I don't know. Anyway, I, maybe
0: I'm, it means something to do with sriracha. Because that's all people on <laughs>
1: Twitter are talking about. So that, was a, uh, that was another news story that I almost brought up last week, and we didn't have time. And for those of you who are not following the hot sauce shortage, it's, you know, it is literally on the news here every day in Los Angeles. Day.
0: Every day. Because they, the rooster hot sauce is made nearby. Yeah. There have actually been some community lawsuits against the plant that the new plant is smelling up the whole neighborhood. <laughs> People yeah. are driving off the road with seizures because of the hot sauce stench. <laughs> it's just, which is not true, But uh, so I don't mean to be making jokes about seizures, but they've disproven that. So it is, it's a news story every single day here. <laughs>
1: Okay, so we'll just leave it to you to Google that if you really want the Sriracha update. Um, But one thing that is in our wheelhouse that we have to talk about, of course, is the massive security breach at Target, Leon. Yeah. 40 million people's credit information stolen between the day before Thanksgiving and this past weekend. Right.
0: That's, that is pretty unbelievable. And, uh, I, of course, I was a target shopper during those periods with the credit card. So um, I, had, I was so, so proud So you're of, one out of 40 million? Yes. Yes. And you know what, Liz? It's been that kind of year. So it did not <laughs> surprise me at
1: all. Haven't you already had your identity stolen once this year? Twice, yep. T- twice, yeah. I okay.
0: Mean, we have canceled so many cards. I don't even remember now how many cards we've canceled. Uh, so I feel... I feel bad for people. I, I, if this has not happened to you before, you bet it's a pain in the neck. Um, but it doesn't. It surprises me. It's happened on a high, huge scale. But we've had things stolen from um, uh, gas stations. I mean, almost any time you swipe your card, it's an act of faith anywhere mm-hmm. because people could be stealing stuff left and right. And that's why our uh, banker has said, don't use your ATM card, uh, a debit card, because they steal your pins. That's super easy. So people have gone in and stolen money out of our bank account, which is a lot more complicated than just um, just changing your credit card. Right. That's easy. You know, when they get into your bank account, that's hard. And we've had to do that twice this year, to close, open and close accounts. Twice. Oh, wow. Yes, yeah, twice. It's a real pain in the neck. And needless to say, all the cards to go with that.
1: So yeah. uh, so well, it didn't surprise me. I, just, <laughs> I Did you just... see what Target's official response was yesterday, by the way? What, what the, is it? So I think this is, like, really not... Uh, what I expected of a company of the reputation of Target. So, of course, they've apologized, as well they should, yeah. and it is their system, and I think everything, from what I understand, everything was getting stolen right at the front end. Like, not that their system got hacked into, but like, the moment you swiped your card, in between that moment and the interface with their computers, everything was getting stolen then. But whatever. So, but they came out, I think it was just yesterday or the day before, and they said they understand how, uh, what a breach this is and they're just so apologetic and so they're offering a 10 percent discount leon for the people that who... did not seem like enough liz it did not seem like enough and then to make it even worse that 10 percent discount is only good on the 21st and the 22nd so t- really th- yeah 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 so huh. i I, so I was gonna go today so that
0: means it's gonna be really crowded i had to get some <laughs> underwear for my ball dress <laughs> Dang it! Should have gone yesterday.
1: <laughs> you know what's funny? When I first heard the news story, my reaction very different than yours. Mine was, "Thank goodness I haven't done any Christmas shopping yet." <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. So I'm not sure how I feel about that kind of. They are also
0: offering. I heard free credit card monitoring. Oh, like, okay. you can go sign up for that. So, but we called our credit card company and they're like, yeah, 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 we're, we're on it. I mean, they're all on it. So yeah. it's not, you know, it's 40 million cards. So it affects every single company. They're on it.
1: You I, know, you know- <laughs> it's interesting what you say about the debit card versus the credit card, because I have very consciously been using my debit card a lot more lately just yeah. because i was trying to really have the money disappear more quickly you know what i mean like right, instead right. of getting a credit card bill I actually just really be spending the money and, and and so that i could i felt like i could monitor it better but if the, if it's easier to steal my information using my debit card i'm happy to go back to just it is i mean that's all amex put, all the time
0: yeah that's where they put the fake things like they put their their um credit card machine on top of the real one. So that's oh, why like yeah. gas stations where that they're, right. they're not closely monitored, they can switch out machines. Okay, I'm oh. not using the right terminology, but the, that is not I'm sure,
1: right. sure Mary? Mary, you're in the computer security business. If you want to explain <laughs> to us what we should, what we should do about this, really. Here's your new assignment. Once yeah. you finish hey. once you finish my universal password project. So.
0: Free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash sisters and use code SISTERS to choose your free for a year offer, plus get twenty dollars off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. So I yeah, I was sorry to see Target get hit. Um, but with the year we've had, I was like, eh. <laughs> I was like, okay, we'll just cancel the cards and move on. Uh, you know, now our credit card company calls us pretty much every day. Like, did you buy this? Did you buy this? Did you buy this? Yep. Nope. Yep. You know, so <laughs>
1: anyway. <laughs> oh, God. Well, I had uh, the other day at work, you know, some part of my job is often to organize big meetings and get everyone in a room and tell them what to do. And so sometimes it means my department, we have people that, you know, like, 30 people will come in from all over the world and for two days we'll work on something and then everybody will go home. Well, we just did that a couple weeks ago. And, uh, so all the hotel arrangements and everything had been made through my office and somebody from my office walked in the other day and they said, um, Liz, we want to let you know, there's been a little bit of a billing issue with, uh, with the meeting. And I'm like, what kind of issue? And they said, well, instead of billing us, if you look at your a m x statement, you will see you just got charged forty two thousand dollars <laughs> but don't worry, you are not responsible <laughs> like, yeah yeah, you're telling me i'm not. <laughs> Well, that's a lot of
0: miles, though, Liz. That's a lot of cash back.
1: (laughs) But uh, my thought was, yeah, but my thought was, shouldn't, uh, wouldn't Amex have alerted me that, like, I would consider that unauthorized activity on my account. Like, if all of a sudden somebody charges $42,000 to your card, they don't even call? What Mm -hmm. is that about? Sometimes they were,
0: they were busy handling all the target mess. I guess
1: so. Anyway, it'll it'll go away, and it's you know not my fault, not my money, not my problem, uh, unless I can't. Now I really can't do any Christmas shopping now because I'm sure by now <laughs> my card is frozen. Uh, okay, moving on to a. This is news that's breaking right now as we record this show on Saturday, the twenty first. So if. Um, by the time you hear this, you already know how this turned out. Sorry. There's nothing we can do about that. Um, but when I saw this story, I immediately thought of you, Leon, uh famous claustrophobic Leon Dolan, and I read the story that you can just summarize in three words, snorkels in space. And I thought, oh, my God, what could be worse than that? No. So... I just, can you? So, this is right now, as we speak, two NASA astronauts are doing a spacewalk because they have to replace the pump module. You know, the cooling system on the ISS hasn't been working. So, two astronauts are out there trying to fix it now. But as you recall, earlier in the year, in July, um, one of the astronauts, whose name is Richard Mastracchio, was out there working on something, and his helmet filled with water. And he almost drowned doing a spacewalk. So oh, that, really? Oh,
0: yeah. You didn't hear that part of I it? I must
1: have been on my book
0: tour. That yes. is new to me.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, I thought that would... I'm, now I'm wow. sorry. Wow. I'm that, sorry you now, have the, that...
0: Now my palms are sweating. That
1: <laughs> is a I'm horrible... sorry you sh- have that image in your head now, Leanne, because that... Yeah. Horrible. Yeah. I, I think... So, right. So, his, his um, water... There was a leak in the cooling system in his spacesuit, and water partly filled the helmet, and literally... He was barely able to get back inside the spacecraft. The water had already covered his eyes and blocked. Okay, stop. You've got to (laughs) stop.
0: Are you seriously? I get it, Liz. I've seen seen all the movies. I've seen Batman where the water crawls. I've seen it. Okay, so
1: now now you imagine that's the problem they're trying to fix in order to go out and fix the cooling system today. Oh. Yeah, so the geniuses at NASA working with what's already on the ISS, right? It's not like they can, you know, go to Big Five, buy some snorkels, and send them up. Right. Um, they, they, so now they have fashioned, just as a fail-safe system, snorkels for the two astronauts going out that are currently working on the cooling system. So in the event that their helmets start to fill with water again, there is a way for them to breathe. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now, okay, that's Ooh. all bad enough. Yeah. They have also installed an absorbent pad in the back of the helmet. We can... Ladies, we can imagine what that is. Um, <laughs> that you could buy
0: at a, at a big pot or Target.
1: <laughs> so that can hold up to 27 ounces of fluid, it said. And a
0: head diaper. we <laughs> in a head diaper.
1: Yes. And here's what they have told the astronauts to do. Every once in a while, just to see if it's leaking back there, because they might not know. Yeah. Uh, every once in a while, the astronauts are just supposed to tilt their heads back to check if the, quote, pads have become squishy. <laughs> Oh, wow. So, so far, so good in the spacewalk. They said no squishiness. Um, But here's the part that, so all of this is like, good for you, astronauts. I mean, I saw the movie Gravity. You couldn't get me up there. But um, here's the thing that amazed me. So one of the two astronauts is actually Richard Mastracchio. So same guy that almost drowned in July. He's out there doing this right now. And here's the kicker, Leon wearing the same spacesuit
0: <laughs> now Liz, that's why they're astronauts ways. that's why you and i're not astronauts and <laughs> they they are the right stuff maybe you've heard <laughs> how could you get back into that same spacesuit yeah, because you're an astronaut, Liz. <laughs> <laughs> That's, they they really they really pick fine people. To be astronauts. they do.
1: I you know I just feel like well,
0: that is I, incredible. I will agree with you.
1: Right to have the the bravery to do it again, and you got to go out there and you got to like fix the thing. It's not like you're just oh let's see how this goes. You really have to be able to focus. So anyway, the snorkels are made out of plastic tubing and vel- Velcro. <laughs> So, the tubes extend um, from the helmet down into the chest area of the space suit. So, if water is encroaching on the astronaut's face, says the lead spacewalk officer, quote, this is your last resort.
0: (laughs) That's not funny. I I shouldn't laugh. It just, that does sound like the kind of thing a 12-year-old boy would cook up. Yes. You know, like, you know what, Mom? I thought I'd put on this astronaut helmet and try to go in the pool. You know, I mean, that's like... (laughs) That's what they would do. Uh,
1: so the you're right. We shouldn't joke about it because it's yeah. happening right now. Um, if something terrible happens, we will, of course, be editing this section out of the show.
0: <laughs> out um, of the show. <laughs> or we will be fired. Oh, wait. You can't fire us.
1: <laughs> okay. This Free is...
0: podcast. No one cares what we say.
1: <laughs> Snorkels in space. Stay tuned for more on that.
0: Hey, speaking of free podcast, uh, it is a nomination time for the Stitcher Awards. And we have a couple of more days. The nominations uh, count until the 24th of December. So if you are a Stitcher user, um, you can go to Stitcher.com. We have links on our Facebook page uh, every day, actually, we've been reminding people. We're looking for nominations in the Best Overall Show category and the Best Health and Lifestyle <laughs> category. And maybe we should do some more health segments, Liz, uh, to just live up to that brand. But I think that counted as a health segment.
1: Yeah. Um, we, right. How to not die in space. Yes. I think that's, that's all about health. The Yeah. People have wondered why we want to win the health and lifestyle category. And it's purely because for some reason, that's the category Stitcher puts us in. Right. I can't remember whether we originally registered at or that. That seems like a long shot. But I you know, I think it's more just they have this knee jerk reaction that anytime it's women talking, they assume it's lifestyle. Leah, yes. And that it couldn't possibly be news. And right. so um, and we're we're happy to be a lifestyle show. I, yeah.
0: I No, yes. I right. News would imply that there's fact checking happening and things like that. <laughs> no. There's complete reading of stories before you deliver them on the air. That's, <laughs> so we are in the same category. It's like uh, the Savage Love Show and <laughs> Jillian Michaels. So that, you know, is kind of funny. But, um. Anyway, if you're interested, if you're a Stitcher user, two more days, it's fairly simple to do. Some people have been having some trouble with the website locking up. There's nothing we can do about that. But it does take a little bit to load, so that's the trick. Just wait till it fully loads before you enter us. And I like when you enter Satellite Sisters, you also have the option to pick the Rusty Satellite, which is... I I know.
1: Now I'm really curious what that show is. I know.
0: I think that's what our show will evolve into. We're all just going to (laughs) be... Bunch of rusty satellites. Ten years. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> okay. And then a couple of other uh vaguely related stories. Another speaking of awards, uh, we were nominated for two podcast awards. Mm-hmm. And that uh in the general category because that's all they could figure out for us and then the people's choice awards and we thank you very much you all did the nominating got us into that there's a big show in las vegas that i am going to anyway to be a panelist at called the new media expo nmx it deals with all kinds of online media from websites to blogs to you know instagram accounts to podcasts so uh, I have two related stories, lists. Two stories that are related to both A, Hypnotist, and B, Las Vegas. So what are the chances? Oh, oh. <laughs>
1: uh, is there a magician involved, too?
0: No, oh, just Hypnotist list. All right, so I'm going to the podcast awards. It's January 5th and I'm doing a panel discussion at these new this new media expo called um it's women in podcasting our panel discussion and it's called ladies start your microphone and I am on with uh Lisa Marshall who does a business podcast uh I'm on with uh yoga Yogi Elsie who does a who does a really good yoga podcast and I'm on with Mignon Fogarty who does the Grammar Girl podcast. Oh, that'll Um, be really fun. Yes, and I had to email Mignon this week and I made a grammatical error list and I felt like a freaking idiot. Okay? (laughs) And it was one of those like I was like I was doomed for I was like oh oh god, I'm I'm emailing Grammar Girl. Oh, I hope this works out. And I, I I messed up R&R. Like, I mean, how's do you, I What the heck? Oh, my gosh, Liz. So embarrassing. So embarrassing. But anyway, this week to promote it, I was invited to be on a Google Hangout. Yes. Uh With Lisa, who was M- M- Marshall, our panel moderator. And... um But then a, a bunch of other, like, random podcasters that are appear- appearing. And they made a big deal, like, you're the first women we've had on the Google Hangouts. And I was like, okay... How is that right. possible? for of all, you know, well, why I do think- they
1: think that makes you feel good? Like? I, I don't
0: know, like, ooh, but yeah, it doesn't. I know, this is, I think that's what set me up for, like, the slow burning anger that, uh, I embraced the podcast, the hangout with. You know, I was happy to do it. I thought it was good. They'd sent us a million things. I had to send bullet points on, please tell us about yourself. And, you know, we were instructed like eight million times. Oh, just pretend you're hanging out in the hallway, you know, talking about podcasting. We were supposed, to, we were supposed to think about sharing our, you know, best tips for new people new to podcasting. So, and I had to immediately go to a Christmas party afterwards. So I had to like blow dry my hair and put makeup on and everything. So I was good. And of course there were some technical difficulties, but we were all up and rolling at four o'clock. But one of the other people on the Google hangout was, was a guy who apparently is a radio host slash hypnotist. Okay. Mm. (laughs) Okay. Mm. And he was also, he was sponsoring one of the sponsors of New Media Expo. Liz, all I know is that he's on a network called Get Rich Radio. And uh, we should have been on that network, first of all. <laughs> we
1: that should is, have invented it. Why didn't that we invent is not that? Network for us?
0: <laughs> and he had one of those, like, really deep, goofy, kind of throwback radio voices. And yeah. I'm sorry, but that's, you know, Mr. Radio announcer, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And so, and he seemed to have missed the memo on, like, this is just us chatting in a hallway. He was just... He like overtook the hangout and was trying to like sell it. Like sell the new media expo. It was just the it was just an odd take when he would get like a simple question, it would just be very his response would be like he was Mr. Announcer Man. Okay. Oh. And but also super self promotional. Managed to mention like eight hundred times, get rich radio and you can buy my ebook and I also give this. It was just I was wow, like, wow, huh. that
1: sounds super annoying.
0: Yeah, it was annoying, you know. But okay, it's an hour of my life, and I did like Lisa, my panelist. She was doing a fine job, my moderator. So, um, so we were supposed to be giving our tips to newbies, okay? Mm-hmm. And you know, my tip to new people trying to do anything new creatively, like because I get asked a lot about writing, as you might imagine too. Mm-hmm. I, I my tip is always this: try to do the best possible show you can do. Mm -hmm. Like you can't, if you start worrying about like money or contracts, your sponsors, like that's not the point, (laughs) you know, you should go forth. Like you're never going to make a dime. And just do the show you want to do, or write the book you want to write, or make sure it's the best possible manuscript you can create before you start sending it out. Like, that's always my tip. Like, the work is the most important thing. And, but his. That is a
1: refreshing change from what you hear in in the world.
0: Thank you, Liz. Good for you, Leanne. Yes. I I still believe that it actually matters. Quality actually matters of content, not just volume, not just quantity. So, Mr. Hypnotist announced. I'm Liz. Wow, he's going to be there Saturday night doing live hypnotism. So we really we're not going to that. I can tell you that. Uh, so and then he's the keynote speaker right before our panel. So Mr. Hypnotist guy starts going on and on about just for, his tip is you need to learn to enunciate. I'm Liz. It was like 9,000 syllables. I didn't know enunciate had that many syllables. And then he went on... That was really his most important tip? Most important tip, Liz, was enunciation. And then he, he went on and on about studies have shown that people with deep timber voices sell more things. Your job is to convince people they need stuff they didn't even know they needed. And if you have a deep voice, then that is really going to, you know, help you do that. And you'll probably notice that... People on the radio all have deep voices, and I'm just, my head's about to blow off. And so when he finally stopped enunciating, I said, hey, you know, I actually think the reason that most people on the radio have deep-timber voices is that most of the executives in radio are men.
1: <laughs> all right. Yeah. 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 Score one for the sisterhood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And did, what, how did Mr. Announcer Man come back to you on well, that Well, you know, Liz, remember in our radio days when
0: we uh-huh. heard stuff like that? Pretty much constantly. Like yes. thinly veiled sexist comments about uh, why men on the radio are better than women. Like, oh, you cackle and you you screech and yes. oh, you laugh too much. And then, too much. Famously, g- but but they,
1: they would use the word giggle instead of laugh. You right. know, They would never accuse a man of giggling. Right. But with us, when we were laughing, it was always described as a giggle.
0: Right. And nobody laughs more than the car talk. Brothers, one of the most successful shows like ever in the history of radio. But yes. no, we were always giggling too much and cackling. And at one time, famously, one of our producers in public radio just told us to stop talking. I mean, <laughs> stop talking. <Remember? laughs> hey, that's, that that's does make for gonna... a good show. Yeah, that's when it was over for us on public radio. <laughs> when the guy who was supposed to be really shaping our shows told us to stop talking. So. Uh, so he okay. said, so he responded like, men always respond when you call him out on, not always, not all, always, but often respond, you know, I love the ladies.
1: <laughs> thank you, Ron Burgundy. That's I mean, <laughs> thank you. It was like, oh, my God. It was, it, In this day and age, it's really crazy, isn't it? It's like, crazy.
0: Uh, it's just, it's so stupid. Plus, it's so wrong. Like, yeah. yeah. Actually, we had a much higher ad rate on the air than, say, I don't know, Sean Hannity, yeah. because we actually brought in an audience of people who buy stuff, women, 35 to 50 $30. <laughs> did, did not matter the timber of our board. And he was just so appalling in every way. I can't even tell you. Wow. So, so, I,
1: you're, so at this New Media Expo, are you going to be surrounded by those kinds of you know, New honestly, Media pioneers? <laughs> I
0: wasn't actually planning on going to the conference. <laughs> to the conference.
1: Oh, you're just going to the awards ceremony.
0: Yeah, well, I'm going to my (laughs) panel. It never occurred to me to, like, go to breakouts. I just, I'm going to Vegas with my husband. Uh, We're staying at the Mandarin Oriental. Oh, Uh,
1: that'll be great.
0: Yeah, like, no, because we're just going to, it's our anniversary. Yeah. You know, I thought, oh, I'd show up for the two things. And (laughs) I, I didn't actually plan on doing anything at the conference. Right. So I don't know who I'm going to meet. I mean, my panel's great, and I'll spend a full day there. Sunday, we start at 2.30, so I'll probably be there all day. And then the awards are at 6. So that's it. But, you know, we're flying in Saturday, and we're just going to go out to dinner and stuff. So so anyway, and here's one thing we won't be doing in Vegas, Liz, because then I'm thinking about, like, Hypnotist Vegas. And then there's a big story in the L.A. Times today about a, a Las Vegas hypnotist named anthony cools okay and i'm just wondering if you're listening to kit with kids this is an r-rated story and the reason it's an r-rated story is because anthony cools is quote an r-rated hypnotist liz okay this really is- yes mm, i was like tell me more that, what does that mean right yeah like, so liz he he tries to dig deeper with his hypnotism so he's tired of seeing people you know get hypnotized and squawk like chickens. He said there has to be more to the art of hypnotism than making people squawk like chickens. Okay, I thought that. So, Liz, this is what he gets people to do. Uh, It's R-rated. So, um... (laughs) Okay. He has people, like, convinces them to simulate sex with a chair, and in one case it was so hilarious when a grandma doing it took out her dentures. (laughs)
1: So, oh my god. I know.
0: So oh. I won't be going to this show either. <laughs> I was
1: like,
0: what? What? Like, all of that. Or a guy with a prosthetic leg took his leg off while simulating sex. I was like, what is that? What is entertaining
1: about that? Right. <laughs> I do What? Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Okay, wow, Vegas, you can always find a good time. You'll just have to go back to Danny Gann's Man of a Thousand Voices.
0: Yes, well, he died, Liz. Oh.
1: <laughs> okay, I'm sorry to hear that. I
0: know. It was, it was a weird, freakish death uh, a couple years ago. Really? But I am looking forward to meeting Grammar Girl uh, now that I'm hugely embarrassed that I, you know, it was just a typo. It's not real. I don't believe R-O-U-R is the same as A R V, but that's what I wrote in my I know. life email. And, uh, it was a self-fulfilling prophecy. As soon as you know, you're typing into gram- grammar, girl, but I'm looking forward to meeting the other women. Mm-hmm. And I do think there's a value to having a women podcasting panel. We had discussed sort of theoretically, is this, you know, is this the wrong message to send? But I said, we just don't get any, we have to support each other. Yes, you know, you have yes. to create an informal network of support. It's not like we're creating content. That's all the same. Our shows could not be more different. Right. We have to be able to support each other. We're not competitors, we're a community. And people who listen to our show would also be interested in Grammar Girl, and they're going to be interested. Lisa's launching a new show talking to like 40 female business leaders mm-hmm. in 2014. And Elsie's uh, yoga show is fantastic. So, uh, right,
1: and that's why we supported the History Chicks in the yes. voting. Yeah. yeah. No, we, we, we need to be a voting block.
0: Right, so, uh, and we need, because there are plenty of guys like the hypnotist who enunciates. <laughs> I love the ladies. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well, speaking of the ladies, I did, um, I did ask for the help of the community this morning, and uh, tips are pouring in already on the Satellite Sisters Facebook group. Here is the deal. The uh, tomorrow morning, I am leaving to drive to Oregon, and I am spending the Christmas vacation in Bend, Oregon, And yes, I know it's crazy to drive, but dogs don't fly. Yeah. So, <laughs> Ferris will be in the back seat as my co-pilot, and we'll be fine. I even put my snow tires on last nightly and went to the store, uh, the tire store that is, and uh, got some brand new fancy snow tires. So I posted on Facebook this morning. This is the, my favorite thing about the drive: is that I pick a couple of very special audio books, and really, you're just on the road for nine or ten hours at a time, and you have someone telling you a story. So I said, anyone have any audio books they want to suggest? I particularly wanted to try some things outside of my usual stuff. You know, I read a lot of biographies and memoirs and nonfiction, but I really wanted recommendation for thrillers and things that would be a little bit different. So Tammy suggested The Goldfinch, Leah. Okay. And I believe you have read The Goldfinch, correct? I, I'm halfway, I'm three
0: quarters of the way through. I had to I had to read a couple books this week to blurb for people. So uh, um, so I'm three quarters of the way through. I would think it would be a really long book on tape. It's a okay. really long book.
1: Here's the thing, exactly. So Tammy, when you suggested, I was like, you know, I thought of the goldfinch, and for some reason I didn't download that. And then I went back to audible.com, and I saw the reason I didn't download it is because the audio book is 32 hours long. Yeah, I mean, and... it's
0: it, it takes 32 hours just to read. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. Very dense book.
1: Right. So um, I'm still considering it. So thank you. But 32 hours means I can drive all the way to Oregon <laughs> and all the way home and still only be two thirds of the way through it. So, which is not my goal. Uh, Carrie suggested, she said, I know it's not a thriller, but how about Danielle Steele? She's been rereading a little Danielle Steele and she's enjoying that. She says it's very 1987. So, um, so that would be good. Uh, there was another suggestion, a lot of like mysteries, like uh, the, um, what's her name? Linda Fairstein, Michael Connelly, uh, a lot of good ones like that. So I'm going to think through all of those. Alyssa said, she suggested... Gone Girl, and that is the one that I listened to last summer when I drove to Oregon. Like, and that's, that's
0: the perfect driving book.
1: Perfect. Yeah. And it's a fantastic audiobook because it's the He Said, She Said story structure, yeah. so you have a male and a female reader, and it really, really is interesting. Uh, so, there are a bunch of other suggestions here. I did... Um, There was one suggestion. It's a series, a trilogy, I guess, called Divergent. And so I looked that up. And one of the first words in the description was dystopian. And mm, (laughs) I'm just not in a mood for dystopian. You know, maybe another time. Yeah, And Liz, you know,
0: that's YA. And I think you are not a YA reader.
1: Oh uh, yeah. Well, there's
0: too yeah. much going back on on details in YA. Oh really? So, and some people, right? I mean, they, some people
1: love that, though. Some
0: people love that. It is wildly popular. It's like the top three spots. It's going to be a new movie. But yeah, I don't think that's your type of thing.
1: Okay, the one yeah. I have already downloaded, which I have not read yet, is Unbroken. And cause, oh, because everyone I know who read that book absolutely loved it. Did you read that yet, Leah? I had
0: not, did not read it, but Colin listened to the audiobook. That was his summer reading oh, last year, oh. so he listened to the audiobook on his own. He loves audio books. My sixteen-year-old, and uh, and so he, he he loved the story and he loved the book. He said it was really fantastic.
1: Right. Well, so I know Monica read the book and she loved it. So um, so I have Unbroken in the queue, and then I'm just, so I'm just looking. For a couple of other things that might be lighter, which is why I was thinking like mystery, thriller, something. uh, in that realm. So, if you have any other suggestions for me, go to the Satellite Sisters Group. Uh, and oh, a couple of people suggested Bossy Pants, which I have already listened to, which is which is awesome because yes. it's not only Tina Fey's writing, but t- obviously Tina Fey reads it, and you get all kinds of special commentary from Tina Fey as she's going through it. So, I do tend to gravitate towards you know books like that where you know if the the storyteller itself herself himself is really great i love to read that but um anyway so i'm all ears going to be downloading all day and and then i have to come home too so anytime over the christmas holiday if there's anything you want to suggest uh go for it Um, well when
0: colin and i made this ride last year um we downloaded um shoot why i can't uh, it wasn't elmore leonard i forgot maybe it was elmore leonard uh, okay, we 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 downloaded. It's a good story, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> we downloaded a popular podcasting pioneer, a, a popular South Florida mystery writer. Oh, I, like, I
1: know who you mean—the
0: guy from yes. Miami, who I love. Yeah. Yes, I. <laughs> yes. So we downloaded his new book, like Chicken Legs or something. I forget totally what it was called, but and it was so wildly <laughs> inappropriate. Carl
1: Hiassen, you're talking yes, about? Yes, exactly okay. right. <laughs>
0: hyacin chicken fingers or whatever the name of that book like <laughs> and it was so wildly inappropriate for a mother and son to be listening to
1: oh really as
0: Colin said well now I know what bestiality is so um good work mom yeah so a- in fact we just we just abandoned the book he's like I'll just listen to the rest of it by myself I was like fine uh, <laughs> and then we got a suggestion came in from ma Schmidt there in Iowa the mr penumbra's twenty four hour bookstore which uh-huh. was perfect. It was like a 12-hour book, list. It's a thriller. It's a book for people who love books and bookstores. And it now is the pick this year for Pasadena's one book, one story, one city kind of thing. So that's a good one if you're really looking for something that keeps you moving. Because I did all 950 miles from Portland to Pasadena, one book, one day.
1: Oh, wow. No. wow. Fun sitting. Yeah, you need to keep it moving. Okay, well, uh, thank you so far for all your suggestions. And I'm really um, going to enjoy uh, the drive because of it. Yeah. So now here's another thing I need to accomplish over the Christmas holiday. This goes squarely in the no good deed goes unpunished category. <laughs> um, a, um, a colleague of mine at work asked if I would write letters of recommendation for business school applications. And, you know, I'm always happy to support that kind of stuff. You want to do better in your life? Great. You, you know, and um, it's someone that I work with a lot, you know, whose work I admire. So no problem. I happily agreed. And um, but now it's just as bad as being the applicant. Now, over the holiday, I have four different um, letters I need to write. And all the schools are the super top flight schools. So it's Harvard Business School, Stanford Business School, Wharton and Berkeley. And um, of course, they all have completely different questions and different formats. And it's online. And I was looking at this the other day and I was like, oh man, okay. I really like every night, like the first four nights of my vacation, I just have to knock out one of these. But then I remembered, that we have a business school application coaching family. Uh, for those of you who have not been following closely for a long time, Julie Dolan, our sister Julie, used to be in the business school business. She was actually on the admissions committee at the Stanford University Graduate, <laughs> Graduate School of Business for a yes. while. Yeah. So I thought I would call Julie and just get some tips. Like, what are these people actually looking for? Because... I never went to business school. I have no idea what a business yeah. school would want. I really, I really don't know. And uh, it was very helpful. For Julie's, Julie's number one tip for me, she's like, excellence is not enough. Everybody is excellent. Don't even use words like excellent Mm -hmm. because everybody who is applying to these kinds of schools has excellent grades and excellent GMATs. And they are just generally excellent so far in life, right? Because that's why they're applying to business school. They're on the ladder and they're doing well on the ladder. She said what you really have to find, you have to convince this admissions committee that this person is like totally original in some way and has had a huge lasting impact on you. And you already know a lot of totally original people. So for someone to have had an impact on you at that level, they really have to be super special. Wow. I'm like, this is just the guy down the hall. Yeah, I don't even say that about my children.
0: <laughs> <laughs> my I know.
1: She's like, there's just, you read these applications, and they're just incredibly the same over and over again. So, it's um, it has to be, like, lasting impressions and really original, and obviously, and she said in some of the schools, they're actually... The admissions committee are looking for senses of humor. I'm like, really? She said, yep, more of a West Coast thing than an East Coast thing. But they like to see humor and creativity. And so in some ways this helps because it means you're the writer. Leanne, you can tell me how to do this. I feel like I, given that brief, What you really need is one killer anecdote.
0: It's exactly right, Liz. You need one super specific thing. Like we were in a meeting once or we were looking for a solution to X and he suggested Y and it blew my socks off. Yes,
1: exactly. Yeah. So I think some version of that then can be repurposed for all of these applications. But- wow. You
0: know, Liz, this is like, it's like being a parent when you have to fill out um, the 9 million forms of emergency contact forms for every single thing in your child's life, and they're all slightly different. And yeah. you're like, can't somebody just standardize the freaking forms? <laughs> It's all the same information. And it just, it does seem, especially at a business school level, because they're asking people who presumably have jobs yes, yeah. right. to write these. I mean, you're not, so, I, I mean, it's like I feel for those teachers in high school. The English and math teachers in particular just get hammered. And that is a lot of work. And a good recommendation is it takes a lot of time and a lot of thought.
1: That's another thing. Julie said at business school the recommendations
0: Visit FrameBridge.com or see a local FrameBridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's FrameBridge.com. Thanks, FrameBridge. Liz and Leanne here, and we are so grateful to have Osea support Satellite Sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we, we love Osea's skin and body care. And you know what? This Mother's Day... And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over sixty dollars. OSEA is spelled O S E A. So head on over to OSEAMalibu.com and use code SATSISTERS for ten percent off. Thanks, OSEA. Why don't said, have Julie write it? Just have <laughs> <laughs> just maybe Julie could set up like a mad You know, fill in some blanks. I highly recommend blank because when we did blank, he did blankly blank blank. <laughs>
1: Well, I remember when Julie was reading those um, uh, Stanford applications, and that year she got what they call the reject pile. So they had already, like, called out all of these people because they only accept 300 people a year or something. And but then somebody rereads everything that everyone that's been pulled out in case they missed something really good. And I remember that there was somebody in Julie's pile, I won't provide too many details because I'm sure it's a gross violation of some kind of confidentiality, (laughs) but this person had been a road manager for a very famous rock musician. Right, that, oh, that that's had, cool. That has exactly that had been his career up until that point and now he wanted to go to business school. So Julie happened to tell her boys who were like the age of your boys then. So this was, you know, her boys were teenagers, Nick and Will. That this famous rock musician's road manager was trying to get in, but he was already in the reject pile. And they were, Nick and Will were like, Mom, you have to let him in. (laughs) Like, who more would you want running a business than a guy that worked for the guy? uh, Anyway, I have no idea how that turned out. Uh, I just thought it was really funny. And uh, that it would seem to me that someone like that is a total original. Right. But but she said, then they have to balance the class. Right. I don't know. So, I'm the, so that's my little assignment.
0: Well, well Liz, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I did more admissions interviews at my alma mater, Pomona College. Um right. Their admissions. So I did a total of six this year. They they bring us in and um, and. You know, the first week, I had, like, three superstars. I was like, whoa, wow. Like, I I don't know how they make these choices. I'd pick every kid. And then the second week, I had a couple of kids that I thought, you should not have interviewed. Like, you, (laughs) this was a big mistake for you. Because I said the first week, boy, are all of them so great? They're like, no, no, you're going to come across some. You're like and the, you know it doesn't matter in a you might want to mention eye contact that maybe the person you're writing a lot of uh, the recommendations for has excellent eye contact
1: oh, okay because, because some of your candidates did not
0: and it was the difference between like just knocking it out of the park and like mm, that's fine that kid was fine just the fact that if they could talk to adults and actually communicate it literally didn't even matter what they were talking about one young woman again i don't want to reveal too much but she she was very passionate, Liz, about food allergies, and very, very passionate.
1: She's going to have a tough time at a college cafeteria. I just well, got to say that. Not
0: her, Liz, because she's an advocate, and this is where she's headed with her life's work. And oh. in fact, she showed me. She insisted on showing me her new tattoo. Uh, in that, in Latin, that was sort of allergy-related.
1: Really? Well, you uh, you were a classics major, so, I mean, there aren't that many kids you're going to come across with tattoos in Latin, Leah. No,
0: no. And no, and so, but so it would, it would have been easy for me just to mock her. Yeah. But yeah. I was like, you know what? She was fantastic talking to grownups. So I it just did If you're listening and you have yeah. a high school kid, just teach your kids to talk to grownups. It literally doesn't matter what they say. And if they're not good talking to grownups, don't have them interview. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Because you, you don't, don't have, to, have to interview, right?
0: No, you don't have to. New, no, new, no. and that's what they said. They said usually it is a neutral factor in admissions for them, Uh except if it's a negative factor.
1: Mm. So you can hurt
0: yourself more than you can help yourself, I think, with an interview. So
1: uh, anyway. Or or with a a tattoo in Latin. That could go either way. You would appreciate something like that. But I can see some interviewers, mm, (laughs) not so much. Not so much. Right. (laughs) Okay.
0: If you have the chutzpah to show, like someone who's clearly your mother's age, your tattoo, I mean... (laughs)
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I was like 100 years older than the other interviewers. So oh. <laughs> anyway, all right. Uh, on the admissions front, this week's admissions news.
1: Yeah, so that's, right, we uh, are- that's my assignment over the holiday. But I understand you have a busy social schedule coming up.
0: Liz, we have two debutante balls that we are attending, in, okay. in, and we are hosting Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. So, uh, But the dev ball, I feel like I've put all the pieces together now. I just need that one last piece of underwear that I will procure at Target. Um, after much discussion uh, in the underwear department at Macy's yesterday, I'm just going to go back to Target and get what I need. Um, so, But, of course, Liz, wouldn't you know it, I've developed a chest rash.
1: Really? What are the chances? Oh, I heard you talking about <laughs> this on Chaos Chronicles. And it's You have a, up. in your décolletage yes. area. Yes, yes. You, you were trying to shape up your décolletage. Yes, and that's,
0: I just cannot believe it. So I was bummed out about that. But here's the, my son, who's an escort, woke up this morning. He's like, look at this. And he has like one zit on his
1: face.
0: <laughs> So we're going to be blemished, but we're excited. We both have blemishes. Well, I know
1: blemishes? I said this to you off the air. I'm amazed that debutante balls still exist or ever existed in California. It just seems so. I think of like the Waldorf Astoria or Houston, but um, Pasadena, old school, sticking to the old school ways. And
0: this is not, I mean, I'm going to two, but there are five during the holidays. Really? So it is very active. It is a very active situation. Yeah, I, I, I've i been out of it. So I, I have boys, so I wouldn't even be engaged. But I was surprised when I said, oh, I'm going to the, I said the dead ball. They're like, well, which one? There are five. And I'm like, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't, and yesterday I was buying um, costume jewelry because, as my friend told me, uh, people go to the vaults and get the good stuff out. And I don't oh. have a vault or any good stuff. so.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> so hey, well, you have Chico's. You what? know, you, 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 get a, you get often are successful getting the touch of sparkle at Chico's or at TJ Maxx.
0: That's what I decided, Liz. I was like, I can't, I'm not going to pretend to buy the fake tennis bracelet. You know, I yeah. just, I'm just going to go for what's clearly not real. <laughs> that's my struggle.
1: <laughs> All, right, All right. Well, I may be um, I may be stopping by your place this afternoon. I have a family Christmas gift to drop off. I know I know last week that we said there wouldn't be much of an exchange between your family and my family, me and Ferris. But um, I came across a. I'll just give you one clue. Um, it's a, it's a sporting and gaming item that I think your family will enjoy. Oh, good. And it can go outside in your sporting and gaming area. Excellent. Uh, so, uh, I'll just leave it at that, but there'll be some kind of drive by at some point today. For those of you listening at home, I know you think Leanne and I live in the same city, but really the distance from Santa Monica to Pasadena It could be, that could be half a day back and forth, back and forth. Right. And last night I tried to go see our brother, Brendan in Newport beach, California. I was going to go out with them on a boat for the boat parade through the Harbor at Newport beach. It normally takes an hour. I was on the freeway for an hour and a half. And I barely got, I, did, I, I was like, if you don't know, I was like barely at LAX from my house at the airport. So I knew I had another three hours to go. And literally. I would, uh, yes. Yeah, and That I would be missing the boat. Like the boat was leaving the dock <laughs> literally. At, at 530. So it's 430. You're in Manhattan Beach. You have no chance. So that's when I, that's when I turned around. Anyway, so I'll do a drive by Pasadena at some point. Today. I'm
0: excited, Liz, because when you texted me yesterday and said, um, Um, that you were going to do a drive-by you know i was standing at pier one dying to buy some of their adorable christmas things but knowing in my heart i did not need any
1: you do not need any more decorations
0: but you know who needs some the girls the girls in oregon so come on by liz (laughs) because i i am stepping in where mom would have gone for you oh nice just a touch of holiday, a touch of holiday for the Bend girls. Okay. So, so come on by.
1: Well, then I'm going to show you something that I have in the back of my car that I'm taking to Oregon. This is where I decided, like, the the one advantage to driving is you can take a lot of crap with you, right? Yes, you can, right. If you were on a plane, you wouldn't be taking a lot of holiday decorations. No,
0: I would not have gotten you these. If you but for-
1: one of the gifts I got, an actual, like, work gift I got from a company that I do a lot of work with, it's just the cutest thing. I had never seen this. Before Leon, it is a reindeer pinata.
0: <laughs> it's cute or it's horrible? It's, it's cute. Could, it's adorable. It could be really horrible though to smack Rudolph.
1: <laughs> okay, well, I hadn't really thought about that. Yeah, I know. The, it just it's looks, all cute until people start hitting him, Liz. <laughs> well, it just looks cute hanging up. And yes. Just, so the, I was thinking about putting that uh, like in the front window in the Little Bend Bungalow like though maybe it would look like a reindeer hanging well whatever I, i'll sh- i'll show it to you 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 can give me some suggestions on how to display my reindeer piñata and um yeah, and then I'll. I can supplement it with okay with whatever you got at. Uh, I at think Pier you'll one. be pleased.
0: I think you'll be pleased. I know I was pleased to buy them.
1: <laughs> so. You were just looking for an excuse to buy something. It, it literally,
0: I was like, it was killing me not to buy these things. And then you said, "Oh, well, I'm stopping by," because normally I was like, whoo. All righty. Um, okay. Uh, well, all right. Well, we'll keep in touch while you're in bed. Maybe keep we'll see touch. if we can sure. do something.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the um, I've heard all about the mashed potato bar. Sounds delicious. Yeah. Um, Monica is working right until Christmas morning. So she is driving down to Bend during the day uh, on Christmas Day. So she'll roll in in time for late afternoon, early evening festivities. And uh, yeah, it should be fun. Great, great. So, um, okay, well, I'll see you this afternoon. See you later. All <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> right.
0: And don't forget, everybody, the Stitcher Radio nominations still going. We would love it uh, if you could find some time on this busy weekend, a couple more days left to nominate us. And besides that, uh, have a very Merry Christmas. Those of you that are celebrating, we'll probably talk to you before the next, the new year. And don't forget, call your satellite sister.
1: You walk into the world you make. You lose yourself, but you, you find your way. I'm gonna watch you radiate, D-A. Ray. D-A. We turn so slow, I know it's hard to wait. Take your time, son. It's yours to take. I'm gonna watch you ray, D-A. Ray. Radiate. Radiate. oh, oh, Radiate. These rocks, they hold heat, pools of water cool your feet As you walk, you
0: believe,
1: every part of